A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing that he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. If you've ever gone across Biscayne Bay in Miami, you may have crossed the Rickenbacker Causeway. He was a superstar in his day, but now his name seems to be receding in history. Some of you may remember he was the most highly decorated military man in World War I. He was a fighter pilot, and he had more victories than any other fighter pilot in that war, 26 victories. He also led the high, most highly successful fighter squadron in World War I. He got the Congressional Medal of Honor, the United States Service Medal of Honor. He was the most highly decorated soldier in World War I. Came home as a hero and proceeded to develop Eastern Airlines. He was the founder, the operating manager, and the owner of Eastern Airlines, and brought it to great success for a time. But if you were a small boy like I was, living in Miami back in the 60s, you probably didn't know any of that. You just knew him as the Seagull Man, or Mr. Seagull. Let me tell you why. After his military days were over, he was asked in 1942 to do two things to go around the Pacific Theater, the air bases along the Pacific, and raise the morale of the men and women there. And he was also asked during this, which was kind of a ruse, to secretly give a top secret message to General MacArthur, who was in Papua New Guinea. Everything went off swimmingly in the beginning. They went from base to base in their B-17, but at one point, one of the parts the navigation part was replaced with a defective part. And when they took off, what it said on the navigation was not where they were. They went off course hundreds of miles and couldn't find their way back to any land. They ran out of gas and had to ditch the plane in the water in the middle of the Pacific, not knowing where they were. And because they were so far off course and out of radio connection with any base, no one knew where they were. After three days, food ran out, part of it because it was consumed, part of it because a storm put salt water all over the food. They were out there day after day in blazing heat, hungry. On the eighth day, 
they decided to have a service. It was Sunday. They would read some scripture, read some psalms, say a prayer for deliverance, and at the end sing a hymn of prayer and thanksgiving. MacArthur says in his memoirs that after that, because of the glare of the sun, he kind of laid back in the lifeboat that they were all in and pulled his military cap down over his eyes. For a while, thinking about life back home, dozing in the heat. And then he felt something hit the top of his head. And right away he said he knew what it was. As, as unlikely as it was, hundreds of miles away from land, he was sure it was a seagull. And as he peered under the brim of his hat and looked at the other eight men, they were looking at wonder at the top of his head, and he realized, yes, that's exactly what it had to be. And very slowly he reached up his hands, and the seagull was grabbed. And he was amazed that he was able to do that because it was so contrary to the instinct of that bird to allow itself to be apprehended. People later on said, well, the bird was just so tired because it was hundreds of miles away. It didn't have the strength anymore to fly. But for Rickenbacker, it was truly a miracle because that seagull was the first food that they had been able to eat in five days. And from the intestines, they were able to create bait to catch fish. And from a couple of the bones that were strong enough, they were able to fashion hooks. They were out there for 28 days. For the next 20 days, they ate fish because that one seagull had not only fed them a meal, but had provided them the means to find other meals day after day as well. So he was called Mr. Seagull because after his retirement, he wanted to say thank you to God and to all the seagulls. And so he was known to go out every Friday just before sunset. By this point, an older man, a bit hunched over, a bit frail looking, walking out on his favorite pier with a bucket full of fresh shrimp. And he would toss the shrimp into the air. And by this time, the seagulls knew him and were waiting. And with every toss, he would say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Friday after Friday, month after month, year after year, he did this. To say thank you to the gulls and to th say thank you to the God who had sent him one to save his life. And as I said, many people poo-pooed that idea. But he insisted that it was a miracle. And he insisted that to blind ourselves to miracles in life is to make ourselves all the poorer. That gratitude in life is one of the essential components to a truly happy, truly peaceful, truly successful life. And he was convinced that his sense of gratitude, growing up in poverty and yet finding reasons to find gratitude and hope, were what were able to make him a success. And in interviews in his later life, over and over again, at the end of the interview, he would just simply say, be thankful. So today on this Thanksgiving Day, he seems like a good person to remember and a good attitude to have in imitation of him. It's kind of ironic that we think of the Puritans at Thanksgiving, and of course, they were the ones who were there historically. But I don't think there's any Christian religion which has more of a connection to Thanksgiving than Catholicism. And maybe that's why so many people are here. Because as most of you know, the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. Think about how in the Gloria, we thank God twice. In a few minutes, in the preface of the Eucharistic prayer, I'll say, 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God, and you will respond, it is right and just. And then I will say to God all the many reasons why we have to be thankful to God. And what is the last thing you say before you leave Mass? Thanks be to God. Being thankful is essential to our worship. Being thankful is essential to our faith. To remember that life is grace, an unmerited gift. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We didn't work for it. It was given to us before we were even aware of it. In a sense, we have a lot in common with Eddie Rickenbacker. We too were at sea, in a sea of sin and death. We needed someone to come and save us. And as that seagull was a sacrificial victim that brought life to those eight men, so too Jesus entered our sea of misery and offered himself as a sacrifice. He continues, just as that seagull did, to provide food for us. He continues to give us the Eucharist to sustain us in this life and bring us to life eternal. So let us remember to be thankful today. For as the gifts are brought up, let us think of a couple of things that we can be grateful for. After all, that's what the liturgical documents say everyone should do. Come to Mass prepared to be thankful to God for a couple of things that happened this week, or a couple of things that we experienced or benefited from, or people that entered our lives, and to simply say thank you, God, for that gift, that gift that we didn't earn, but that gift that came to us nonetheless. For life is not some second-rate swill to be guzzled indiscriminately. It is a fine vintage to be savored, to be tasted, to be sipped. And so let us now relish the taste, the bouquet, the texture, and give thanks to the God by raising our glass to the God who did not give us the grapes of wrath, but rather has granted us the cup of salvation.